welcome growth seekers and freedom fighters to the Grow To Be Free podcast. I'm your host, Kiani Williams, and it is my goal to help you reach your fullest potential through listening to the stories of real women who have broken through a new level of life. And so listen in and take notes because you're going to learn so many practical and tangible tips to help you grow to your fullest potential in business and in life. So let's get to it. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Grow to Be Free podcast. I am so excited today to introduce to you Miss Tammy Rivard. She is an author. She wrote The True Airhead, which is an amazing book that I haven't had the pleasure of reading just yet, but I'm definitely going to. She has an incredible story. I won't spoil it for you. She is also the founding <laughs> member of the Young Entrepreneur project. And I'm going to let her go into her story. You're going to be very inspired, but I'm so excited to introduce you, Miss Tammy. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I just love to be here, be a part of this and just spread the word as well. But just to go right into my story, the reason I'm called the true airhead is part of my brain deteriorated from lack of oxygen in an asthma attack. And so part of my brain is missing. And what happened was there was a sprinkler spraying on my house. And I hired two different gardeners to fix it. And my ex-husband kept saying, oh, I'll get around to it. I'm doing it. And of course, he never did. Well, I never correlated the water with the mold. And I ended up having asthma attack after asthma attack. And it's still, I wasn't putting it together. Then in... February of 2009, I had an asthma attack so severe, he rushed me to the emergency room and the song Live Like You're Dying came on and I was gasping for air so bad, I thought I was going to die. And as he, as we got to, or on our way to the emergency room, when he heard that song, he decided just to go to the closest urgent care because I was so bad. We got into urgent care, they didn't even check me in, they just put me back um, into the room and started giving me a buterol because I was so bad and I passed out and just for a few seconds but that was enough to make my brain from lack of oxygen and so part of it is just not there and from I worked on award shows at the time and I worked in sales I had to give up my sales job and the award shows I was with talent department. I had to step down and go to seat fillers where I didn't have the responsibility. And from there, when COVID hit, I had to find something else because my husband had a double lung transplant. And so I was would have just felt so guilty if I got him sick. So after COVID, I just started trying to find things in network marketing. And I found this one company, was all excited. I built up a downline. I had over 125 that I built myself, but I ended up with over 250 people under me. And the owner took off and I didn't get paid. Nobody got paid. And so then I had 250 people really upset. And they're all coming to me because I was like next in line and I didn't get paid either. And it was like all this month's work for absolutely nothing. It was sad. He had this idea of these arts and crafts. It, it was like an arts and craft company. And they, there would have been like weekly parties, like a paint and sip and knitting blankets. And 
crocheting stuffed animals and just all these different really fun things that it, it could have been a really fun concept kids coloring books but like i said she just took off and so i was in such a low point both financially then and and so i went to this entrepreneur community called yep the young entrepreneur project and they were doing a free challenge and so i went on this challenge and a speaker called on me and said what do you have different than everyone else on the call and i said i'm an airhead part of my brain is missing and he said why haven't you written a book and i said i'm not trying to be negative but i'm not capable my spelling and grammar are so bad and he said i will help you his name was willie tubbs and willie said i will help you and then dr stan harris dr breakthrough chimes in and says that's what editors are for i will help you as well and then another author sent me a message and said i'll help and so within 15 minutes i had three authors offering to help and a branded website and that's where i became the true airhead and then from there that was in january and Kevin Harrington became from Shark Tank became part of that community as well. He came and spoke in February and was so impressed with the community that that he joined and became a part of the community. Then in April, I walked into a clubhouse room and Kevin was doing a room on mentors. And so I just I got up the nerve to just go in and thank Kevin for mentoring as part of that young entrepreneur project. And Kevin offered to, to write the forward of my book when he heard my story. And so he wrote the forward of my book. And then later on a speaking engagement, Tom Ziegler, Zig Ziegler's son, he heard me speak and he offered to read my book. He gave me some guidelines and he wrote a testimonial. And so here I am with literally an airhead with part of my brain missing. And I have two of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world that have been there to help me. So my biggest message, the mold just took off as I've been talking and speaking in more engagements. Almost everybody has had some kind of story relating to mold. I like everybody in the room at one point or another has had a story. So it, it's that evolved from it as well. And I really want people to look out if they're getting headaches, grogginess, dizziness, sometimes even joint pain, very similar symptoms to fibromyalgia. Also allergy symptoms, runny nose. And if they have any type of mold in their house, it can be so severe. And so get it checked if they think it could be mold. But then also it started more with my book as a self-confidence guide that if I can write this book with part of my brain missing and have these entrepreneurs helping, any of you out there can write a book as well and lead a laptop lifestyle. It is possible. Amazing. Yes. I love your story. And I, I really love how you tell people like, Hey, if I can do this, 
you can do it too. I really love that message that you share. And I'm glad that you're raising awareness about mold. I know that's something that's not really talked about that often. So it's amazing that you're sharing that with others. And just the fact that you've come so far in such a short time of 2021, we're only eight months in and you already have a whole book written with entrepreneurs backing you and people promoting you left and right. Like that is incredible. And, and to think that your life was probably significantly different about a year ago. Would you say oh, so? Definitely. Definitely. Just since January, my life has completely changed, but I am so grateful. But the biggest thing with the self-confidence we were saying too, is I used to be so worried what other people thought of me. And I used to just, oh, I can't do that because they'll think this person or two, three years ago, I would have never called myself an airhead and laughed at it. I, and I hope too to have 20, 30, even at 40, I was so concerned. And I really hope to share that. Don't worry what other people think of you. They're not you. They're not your paycheck. They're not who you are. And just don't take things personally. It's their insecurities. It's their judgments. And I just hope by spreading this word that people can realize you can have the confidence within you. If I can do it with part of my brain missing, you definitely can too. And I wish I would have been a different person if I had this kind of confidence in my 20s, 30s, or 40s. But I'm blessed to have it now. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that you're talking about self-confidence and it, I'm honestly very impressed that you, you said you, you started that journey about two years ago or even like a year ago. And it, it really shows that you don't have to be any certain age to start gaining confidence. You can be older, you could be younger and you just have to start. And I think that's typically the hardest part for some people is how do I start gaining confidence? So what in your life has really helped you to start gaining confidence. Honestly, when this all happened, I became a different person. So yes, that helped me personally, but that's why I'm trying to spread the word because I didn't have it and I wasn't raised with that kind of confidence. And so I really just want people to realize, don't listen to what other people saying, or if they're judging you, they're not, a true friend, they're not real, and find somebody else that is going to support you, back you up, be there for you, because it, it does make a difference. And if you're unsure, go into a clubhouse room or listen to some podcast where people manifest and speak positive and believe in affirmations and believe that you can make a difference if you want to do it, but it is a mindset and it is a choice. And I know I personally made a lot of issues with my family because when it first happened, I wanted support and they couldn't understand that. They were looking at me as a woe me person. And I really tried not to be in front of my friends, but I thought I could have this support system with my family. And it, they got frustrated with me because they just saw me as this, oh, me, she's over dramatic. And it's very hard, though, for a brain injury person, too, because 
people with brain injuries, a lot of times will cry. And once they start crying, it's very hard for them to stop. Mm -hmm. And once the tears come out and they don't look sick. And so people, I get that all the time. Oh, you look just fine or you speak fine. And, but it's been years of physical therapy and it's been a long process, but the self-confidence is all in your head and you just need to find people that have your back and will back you up. Even if you have to move on through some other people, but you have to believe in yourself and not let judgments of others bring you down. Yes, agreed. And so it sounds like you've faced quite a bit of criticism, even from people in your own family. How did you handle that for yourself? I know that hurts. <laughs> I know I've experienced that in my own life and it hurts no matter how confident you are. So how for you, were you able to handle that criticism and start to move forward? What are the things that you would tell yourself? Like I said, I really just found positive people and just, just changed. I always tried to stay positive even when I first got sick. But like I said, I did it in front of my friends and not my family. And I made a mistake there. But I always try to just be around positive and be around people. And sometimes my husband is a positive and I get on his case. So you got to believe you got to do this. It's a mindset. It is a choice. If I'm being brought down, go back and look at affirmations or find things or, and just try to find supportive, uplifting. And I'm not saying cut anybody out of your life at all, but just spend more time with people that, that make you happy, make you laugh, make you giggle, believe, and just like a sisterhood, just support you. It, it makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if you ever heard this analogy, but when people talk about positivity and getting around the right group of people, they think about you, know, you have a glass of dirty water and you have a glass of you know clean water. If you have a vase that has just neutral water and you only put in the, the dirty water, it's going to get dirty. And if that vase is dirty, you're going to have to pour in a lot more of the clear water to get the dirt out and to dilute it. So I feel like that's exactly what you're saying is that you can't always drown out the negativity, but you can overwhelm the positivity by just surrounding yourself with those positive people who are out there. Definitely. And I completely agree with that. Like I said, you don't need to cut those people out of your life. I don't believe in that at all. I don't believe in just cutting people out, but you need to just surround yourself with more people that have the same motivation or beliefs you have and find people that believe you can do it and they can do it rather than there's so many people in the world. Oh, I couldn't do what you're doing or I wouldn't do what you're doing or I don't believe in that. And that's their insecurity. It, it's not on you. So it is just the mindset, but I wish I had learned that in my twenties. I know I would have been a different person. Mm, yeah, I got that. What about today? What would you say is a feature about Tammy that you are the most confident in? Gosh, that's a tough question. I think I am most confident in just 
even with all this injury, sharing my story, it, it's taken a long time. For the first couple months, I just cried when I told my story. I couldn't get it out because I was so overwhelmed and I was at such a low self-esteem point. But the more podcasts, speaking engagements, clubhouse rooms, the more I've gotten to share my story. And again, I've sort of gotten a support system from all this too. But I am definitely most confident in just be, being able to find women and show them they can do it and they can make a difference. Mm, yeah. Sounds like you find a lot of fulfillment from speaking into the lives of other people. I, I just want to give some people some motivation because like I said, I was so, I was so down and so low and I don't want to see other people get there and I want to see if I can do it I know they can do it mm -hmm. absolutely what would be your recommendation for somebody who might be having trouble finding those positive people in their life maybe they're scared to talk to people maybe they're scared that if they share something about their story or something about themselves that they, they might get shut down what kind of advice would you give that person uh, well, and not everybody knows what it is because it's fairly new, but that's where I met you and we're a big part of it. But Clubhouse has some rooms where you can walk in and there are rooms on positive motivation, rooms where you can tell your story. And some people are afraid to, to speak. But the other thing, like we were saying about it, you don't see people's faces either. So it's not they don't judge you on what you look like or anything like that. You just speak into your telephone. So Clubhouse is a good way. Definitely some, some podcasts as well. Some just positive, motivational speakers. You can go to YouTube and find just some positive, inspirational stories or good movies sometimes. But as far as finding people, I know we have found them in both Clubhouse or, and, but I've started with Yep and Yep built a lot of my confidence too, though. And the people within that community are so giving and caring that between that and Clubhouse, I definitely have life changed. Exactly. And you're touching on something that's so important is community. And I think people sometimes underestimate that word community because we have communities everywhere. Our neighborhood is a community and we have the Facebook community or social media community. But what you're talking about is something a lot more deep, right? More deep, more connect connected, more united. But for instance, the community that I'm a part of, like James Malinchek has come and spoken. He's the ABC secret billionaire. And he says, you're never going to make it as a lone wolf. And one thing people don't think about, so many people go into sales or they go into entrepreneurship and they think, I'm doing this by myself. I'm going to do it. But every corporation has a tribe behind it. They, they're, they're called employees, but they have a group that unites. They, you look at movie stars. They've got their entourage. Nobody that is successful makes it on their own. They find people to collaborate with. They find people to get together with. They find a support system. And I don't think there's anybody that is truly su successful doing it 100% by themselves. And so that's 
what community really means to me is just a group that is all willing to help each other. Absolutely. Yes. I think that's so huge. And uh, a little bit about my story. I've had several friend communities in the past that were good at one point and, and maybe didn't <laughs> turn out so well in the end. So I, I think there's a lot of times where people could get discouraged in those types of situations where you might lose friends or there's some sort of falling out with a good friend that used to be. And I can really attest to to that and saying that it it is gonna be okay. You just haven't found the right people for you yet and the right people are out there and you just have to continuously put yourself out there and continue talking to people, continue talking to new people, getting to new groups of people and just find who really resonates with you. Find the people who are truly supportive of you because if you had friends that fell out in the past, chances are they weren't great friends. So they're, well, in they're there for a season. It may be there to teach you a lesson. Mm -hmm. They they may be there for, because if you don't go real, real deep, if you don't have a low point, you're never going to be able to build it up and appreciate your higher points and build up and appreciate what you're doing is right if you haven't started at one point. And it's okay to make mistakes. And you're going to make many mistakes, but just to learn to laugh them off but no same thing i've even lost friends with this whole journey since this because i wasn't as available for these friends that i used to be because i was only doing my award shows and it was just a few days a year and now i've put a lot more in it but that's my choice but i, I had some friends calling other friends oh is she sick is she hiding something no i was a hermit writing this book they knew i was writing a book but they didn't understand the processes and what it takes and but you are going to have friends come and go and that's why I said never cut anyone out because they could end up back in your life six months later a year later and they could be in a different place so I I it's again that's taken maturity because when I was younger I would have yelled if I got angry with them or told them like I'm a tell it like it is person, but now I've learned you just let it go, but you find your other tribe somewhere else that is supportive. And it you don't need, I know some people that think, oh, I can only have one or two friends and that's, it's okay to have, like we were saying community, it's okay to have different group of friends. You don't need just, just one or two people to be there in your life. You could have friends from elementary school that are your friends, your support system. That's great, but it, it's still okay to have a group and just have women supporting you. But I definitely would recommend if you need to find people, Clubhouse or a community is an excellent way. And the difference, like you were starting to say, Facebook, there isn't really interaction on Facebook. It's somebody doing a live, but they just talk to you. And it's not the interaction you get like I do within my community or within Clubhouse that you get where you're really able to communicate with people and build and grow. And it's like-minded people because they're there for the same reason. They want to grow and build. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Hey, popping in here to let you know that growtobefree.com is now live. It's a gorgeous website, so please be sure to check it out right now and give me feedback. The website will allow you to email me, watch any of the episodes, and access our tools and resources. And that leads me to another exciting announcement. Our first tool is the Ambitious Peace Journals. These are for all you ambitious ladies who journal to keep your inner peace, the entrepreneurial gals like myself who have one million brilliant ideas, and for the young lady in school to take notes on. And they're smaller in size so they can fit in a standard purse and have modern trendy designs on the cover. Inside, they're college ruled with enough space to free write, doodle, and take notes. The special thing about them is that I hand selected 300 inspirational, motivational, and encouraging quotes to go on every single page, some of which are uniquely taken from the episodes of this podcast. So you can pre-order yours for 20% off at growtobefree.com. Just pop over to the tools tab and place your order for the style or styles that you like most. The 20% off pre-sale ends August 6th, so jump in there before the prices go up. And again, thank you so much for your support. Back to the episode. You said something earlier that I, I really liked. You said you can't know what the good times are like unless you've gone through the low points or you can't get to the high points unless you've gone through the low points. And so that's something that has been occurring to me most recently of how can I look at the low points in my life and, and think about that very thing. I'm going through this because there's a high point coming on later on. And so that's been a challenge. I feel in the dark times, it's so hard for us to think about what's on the other side. It's so hard for us to think about the good times. And I I know you have gone through some very tough times in your life. How have you been able to get through those tough times mentally? Like I said, I think it's all mindset, affirmations, and just positive attitude. Sometimes I get real frustrated with my husband because he'll get in this woe me attitude and I just won't let myself get there. Gotcha, gotcha. And so what what are some of the things that you might tell yourself when you start to think negative? How do you turn that around? I just try to say, okay, what can I do different tomorrow? Okay, I made this mistake. How can I change? So this doesn't happen again. And, but again, with part of my brain missing, like my spelling, my grammar, I'll look at something I wrote 15 times, won't see a spelling mistake and then text it, or I'll start to get stressed. And so I'll think I'm texting something and write it totally wrong. And, or I talk into my phone a lot and I think it says one thing and then all of a sudden I send it because I'm stressed and in a hurry and I look down at so it's, I just try to keep things positive and on the app. I just try to laugh things off when I make mistakes because I used to, oh, hold that in or, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed I did that. So, and I still say sorry too much sometimes because I try to avoid some of the conflict that years ago I would have never avoided, but I just... Try to keep things in in a positive light because I'm grateful too. I could have died. I was so close to dying. I've got life. There's got to be a purpose and 
I'm just trying to help others along the way if I can. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Do you feel like these days you're mostly purpose driven? Definitely, definitely. I mean, it, in, a bigger income would be nice for anybody, of course, but Zig Ziglar has that saying that it will come. I forgot the exact wording and with my brain damage, I can't think of it, but it's something like you share enough and it'll come back kind of thing. And yes, I am definitely purpose-driven because again, I'm so grateful. I had these people helping me, push me to do the book fast too, but I, and the, again, they just offer guidance, but it, still it was enough to really motivate me. And yes, but I am more purpose-driven because I want, number one, the self-confidence, because if I can change somebody in their 20s or 30s and not have to go through what I went through and not worry what other people think. I would love to impact that. And then the mold, I know there's so many people in so many homes that have mold in their house and don't realize that's what's causing them to get sick. And like I said, that, that just came on through my public speaking that I never imagined. But now that's a mission that's been added. Like I said, the book was more designed with self-confidence and very little about mold, but I've added more to that. Yeah. Awesome. And so I know something that's very close to self-confidence is something called your self-image. And so self-confidence or self-esteem is like how you portray yourself to the world and your self-image is how you see yourself. So I'm, I'm very curious for you and how your self-image was maybe before the injury and compared to now, like, how do you see yourself differently since before that? Well, I've, unfortunately, I've gained a lot of weight and it, when my husband got real sick, I got sedative with him because before his lung transplant, he was in he, he was so bad, he couldn't get from the car to the front of our house without the oxygen. And he was in a wheelchair. He was bad. And so I became very sedative. So from there, I've just gained a, a lot of weight. And it's been very hard. I've also got a pituitary gland problem. So it's very hard for me to gain it off. So I think... That part of my image, when I went from being a size five to now being a size 12, that's a little hard sometimes. But again, it's more that I'm at this point, and I think it happens to a lot of ladies as they get a little older, though. It's, it's just part of life. It's what I am. It's a lot harder when you hit menopause to lose weight than in your 20s or 30s. I definitely would love to change that part. But again, it's, I'm not going to let it bring me down to where I can't do things. I get frustrated, but it's just part of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I love how honest you are with that because it's, it's so true. We always have something about ourselves, especially like our physical image that we're nitpicky about or something that we'd love to change. But the fact that you don't let you get it 
you don't let it get you down. That's amazing because it, it's so easy for us. And I'm guilty of this too, to just say, oh man, I, I'm not very good at this one thing. So I shouldn't even try, or I'm, I'll make excuses for myself for why I can't do something. And in reality, it's just because I, I don't have the confidence to do it. And so I love how you, even though you've had this injury, even though you're like, oh man, I'd probably, I wish I was back to that size five, but it's, you know what? This is today. This is me today. And I have so much more to be grateful for. I have so much more to live for that it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I've had to learn to adapt. Like I was saying, I had a lot of physical therapy because this brain injury happened in 2009. Mm -hmm. But when I first went back, or I went back to school and to college and I wasn't capable. I was spending five hours to do homework that should have taken 20 minutes. And the doctors finally said to me, you've got to realize there's certain limits. And that's why, like I was said, I didn't think I was capable of writing this book because the doctor said there's certain limits that you just cannot do because they tested me again at two years, five years, and 10 years, and I got the exact same questions wrong. So usually people with brain injuries improve, but I have not. And because mine is completely missing, and so it's not regenerating. It's just I've learned to adapt and accept. This is the way I am. Yeah, my coordination is a little clumsy at times, or I make this mistake, or I make that mistake, but I just have to work around it and just do my best. Yes, I love that. I feel like there's a lot of self-love there <laughs> in, in how you love yourself. And then there's also a lot of ingenuity if you gotta figure out a way around it. <laughs> Definitely. It, it's hard for a brain injury patient or anybody with a disability because they do, they have to adapt in a different way. Absolutely, yes. What is your vision for your life going forward? Now that there's so many new things popping up, you got the book, you got some other really great connections in your life. What is the vision for Tammy in the next five to 10 years? Like I said, just spreading awareness because I would love to spread more awareness about mold and just get the story out there so it stops other people that think they could have mold in their house, aren't sure aren't sure why they're sick and groggy. I honestly, and maybe I'm wrong, but I've had fibromyalgia for many years before the sprinkler. But I honestly believe if you go and look and talk to a lot of people, the fibromyalgia has the same signs as the symptoms of mold. And fibromyalgia is really, we don't know what's wrong with you. We don't have an answer. So I, again, I'm no expert, I'm no doctor, but it's a lot of the same symptoms. So I just would love to see, I know somebody personally that cleaned out her motorhome refrigerator and the door had shut and it had mold and she lost a lung. And like I said, there's so many other stories that I've heard from people. And if I can just, I'm just hoping that I can do more public speaking and get in the circuit and spread the word. And then also again, I'm so grateful for how the Young Entrepreneur Project changed my life. It's, yep, that I just enjoy that community so much. And so I enjoy 
spreading the word and hoping to get more entrepreneurs in that community as well, because that community is life-changing for me. And there's many others in the community that feel the same way I do. Amazing. Tell us a little bit about the Young Entrepreneur Project and how, if somebody was interested in getting involved with it, how would they do that and where can they find it? Sure. They Actually, if you just go to my website, I've got a link and I've got a video about it. I think I have a video on there. I change my website every once in a while, but I definitely have a um, link on there. But it's, it's, again, it's a group of entrepreneurs that got together that want to change and want to make a difference. And it started out with Jimmy Azell is the original founder. And he went to Thailand and he saw kids that were working. And he's, I want to be able to help these. And he owned a similar to Expedia that is like this travel company. And he said, I want to figure out a way to, to take my travel company and somehow be able to help entrepreneurs and help kids. And so he has these travel vouchers that he helps, like he was selling them to businesses and that kind of stuff. And so the people with Yep, he just said, I don't want you selling them. I don't want anything to do with that. But we have vouchers we could give away. But his biggest thing is he wants to help children and he wants people to be able to travel. And so like in June, a hundred entrepreneurs went to Jamaica and we all got together and we just networked and it was absolutely amazing. And, but we were able to do it because of these travel vouchers he got, he just put the trip together for us. And he does, it's just, like I said, it's just a community environment now, because Kevin's involved too, now they're starting with some products, which originally they didn't have that, but they just do training and teaching and give people the tools to increase their businesses. And they teach entrepreneurs and sales reps that, and really anybody, because they do like insurance agents, um, real estate agents, because those vouchers could be incentives, but they teach entrepreneurs the tools to increase their business and market their business better. Awesome. That's really cool. So yes, I will link Tammy's website in the show notes. So if you want to go ahead and check out the Young Entrepreneur Project, go ahead and click down in the show notes and you'll be taken to Tammy's website there. And with that being said, aside from your website, where do you want people to go and find you on social media? My books at Amazon and like I said, I'm in Clubhouse, I'm Instagram, and I'm open. I'll answer back the best I could. Sometimes I get busy, I get overwhelmed, but I really try to to answer everybody back. But I'm on Facebook, Instagram, everything. But the best way to get it is at my website, www.thetrueairhead.com, or add me on any social media is probably, and private message me are the two best ways. Awesome. But I appreciate you bringing me on. This is been wonderful. Yeah, so I'm actually a person of faith, so I do like to pray for my guests after the episode if you'd allow me to. Oh, absolutely. No, I pray before every meal and yes. Amazing. Not every meal, but I try to remember too. <laughs> Say, we have that in common. So. Well, and that's one thing Yep does too. They like he has we have services like when we're at conventions 
He always does a service one of the days in the morning, our last day. And we pray every morning at our meetings. Awesome. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day, Lord God. Thank you so much for Tammy and thank you for bringing her into my life. I see so much light in her and I thank you so much for the work that you've done in her life. You've had such an incredible impact on her life and now through her, the lives of so many other people. And I thank you so much for blessing her with the confidence to be able to share her story on so many different platforms, to be able to write down her story, even though she wasn't sure how she would do it. Lord God, I thank you that you are so supportive and you are always there. You are always vouching for us and you're always giving us the resources and the tools that we need to deliver a vision and be able to fulfill our purpose, Lord God. I pray just for incredible blessing upon Tammy's life, Lord God. I thank you for, I, I pray that you'll bring in more resources to her financially, relationally, spiritually, emotionally, I pray that you'll just completely bless and overflow her life with just incredible blessings all around, Lord God. And I pray for every single person in her family, all of her friends, Lord God, that you will lift them up together in unity and continue to bless their lives. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it because everyone deserves to experience growth and freedom. And as for you, I would love to get to know you and hear your feedback on the podcast. So I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram at growing to be Kiani or on the grow to be free podcast Facebook page. And if you're looking for community and connection, join the grow to be free club on clubhouse. Until next time, see you soon.